Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Hey, y'all, welcome to another day. This morning, I gotta tell ya, remember that podcast one or two podcasts ago where I talked about self-terrorizing? I had the most anxiety I have had for a long time, like within the last hour, in the last two hours. Uh, It was a good reminder to me of what anxiety feels like because since I started Ciprolex in um, December, I have felt much more balanced. But if I really want to get stressed out about something, I can. Which I like about being on Ciprolex. I don't feel medicated. I just feel more balanced. But I'm still able to obviously feel a whole range of emotions. And my self-terrorizing this morning was because today is the first day in a very long time where I only really have one thing to do. And I'm going on a walk with uh, a new sponsee of mine. And so I was like, I just want to read all day. But even that, I was ignoring the things I wanted to do because I'm like, no, we should be reading. And so I started to feel all the telltale signs of anxiety, which started off as a little bit of feeling uneasy and then trying to like, ignore that I was becoming overstimulated just by sitting on my balcony and the birds were okay but just the sound of traffic in the distance or cars going by downstairs or someone sneezing I wasn't cluing in at the time but when I feel when I'm starting to feel overstimulated it's a big sign that something's coming around the bend and so then I was like well I'm just gonna go inside and read and then I laid down on the couch and I closed my door and I could feel that my breathing was getting shallow and my mouth was really dry. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, I'm going to throw up. It was only when I started to feel like I was going to throw up that I was like, oh fuck, I'm really anxious. And the more I tried to force myself to read and push away all of the anxious thoughts and feelings that were coming in, the more I thought I was going to throw up. And then I remembered that Usually when I feel like an anxiety attack is coming, and I haven't had one since about a year, I don't know, seven months ago, I've learned to just lie down on the floor and say, okay, come. And most of the time it won't. The second I say, okay, come, I'm giving whatever it is an invitation to wash through me without attaching emotion to what it is. So if I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. If my ears are pounding with the sound of my heartbeat and I'm getting like a, a sound of ringing or rushing in my ears, then that's what's going to happen. And if I'm going to pass out or get lightheaded, then that's what's going to happen. That's why I'm lying down. But I also don't push away the visuals and the images that come to me. And so at one point, I had my hand in my head, just sort of um, one of my comforting things is giving myself a head massage. And I have like a misshapen head, (laughs) at least I think so, under my beautiful long locks of hair. And it kind of comes up to a point. There's all these like weird flat spots and points. My mom isn't like those like um, militant Filipino women who turn their babies so that they have a perfectly shaped head. Um, 
I guess my mom didn't turn me. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Maybe I was dropped. But there's a sensitive spot on the top of my head that I rub when I'm stressed. And some people, it's like a hand on their chest or um, a hand on their forehead or massaging their hands. Like we all have those things that really comfort us. And what came to my mind was my ex-husband, when he was a little boy, his dad used to take his index finger and twirl his hair for just a second right where the hair meets, that little swirl of hair on the top of your head. And it was his dad's way of showing love and affection because his dad wasn't that kind of a man. And that thought came to me. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But because I was in this space of, okay, come, I let things come into my mind. I also have a visualization when I'm really overwhelmed of curling up around Jesus. Like I imagine Jesus the way we see him depicted in modern contemporary society. But he's kind of like he's sitting down and he's got his white robes on and he's got his beard and his hair and his sandals. And I have my head in his lap, but my body is sort of curled around um, the outside of his legs as he's sitting there. Sometimes I'm on the floor with my head in his lap and he's sitting in a chair but when I'm really freaked out I'll I'll sit that close to him or I'll even crawl up into his lap and um he has his hands on me and he's usually just resting his hand on my head or uh stroking my hair but it's a really powerful comforting visualization for me And again, my ex-husband popped into my head. And I remember in our very first couple of months of dating, we were sitting in a, um, a lounge. And he was sitting in a way where he was leaning back against this like banquette and his foot was up on a table. And he looked really just like the coolest guy ever. And I said to him, you are just so fucking cool right now. And that thought came and I was like, hmm, okay. And I let that wash through me. And so I started to, oh, and then I remember it also in the first year of our dating, waking up in bed with him uh, with my head on his chest in the cottage that he owned on a very secluded lake and how comforting that was. And I was like, okay. And so I just let things come into my mind and slowly but surely I started to calm down without judgment I let things come to me that I haven't remembered for years. And so it's not surprising because I had a conversation with my ex-husband a couple of days ago. And he's helping me in a way that I will never be able to repay him for. Although people in our lives would say, you paid that forward a long time ago. Um, And so he's obviously in my mind. And that podcast that I recorded about being known... Um, I didn't realize I haven't been known by a man since my ex-husband. So clearly this is all swirling inside of me. And after I calmed down, it was about an hour, I guess, after I got my legs underneath me a little bit, I stood up because I realized I hadn't eaten yet. And, you know, right now it's 1246 um, uh, p.m. on May 27th, which means I haven't eaten in more than 12 hours. I stood up and I was shaky because that's how my anxiety manifests itself. And I went and I made myself some toast and I put on like a little dress, just like a sort of like a little muumuu. And I went downstairs and I picked up a package from my concierge. I brought him brownies and 
So I was like, I know that I don't have a lot to do today, and I really wanted to spend the day reading, but I was forcing myself to do something that I didn't want to do. And so I think this is just a gentle reminder to just go with the flow. Let yourself be water, not rock. Let wash something run over you, run through you, run around you, especially in times like this where we're coping and trying to manage in a very weird fucking situation in our history. If you can, where you are with what you have, just let yourself do what you can do to let it come. Let it be observe things without giving it meaning my therapist no my spiritual director once gave me this beautiful vision or this um, visualization of lying on the bottom of a river or a creek and watching leaves float by over you just noticing them as they go by without attaching any meaning and that those leaves floating on the top of the water or maybe even a duck going by is your worries and your fears and your anxieties and your thoughts and your feelings. Um, My therapist taught me it's like being on a train going through a tunnel and just letting things go by. You're in the tunnel, you let the tunnel go by, you see a house go by. She's a Buddhist, my therapist, excuse me. So she helped me to sort of not attach meanings. That's why I don't agree with this. But there's that Buddhism relief that we only suffer because we attach meanings to things. I don't think it's that simple. But it is true that our suffering often comes from over-attaching to feelings or things. And knowing that we can get through things, we may feel something, but it doesn't mean it's true. We may feel something and it doesn't mean it's who we are. To just let it be. Because sometimes all it wants to do is, hey, look at me. Hey, listen to me. And the second you, you gaze your eyes over... It's like it goes away. Don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to drink your water. Don't forget to get some movement in today. And don't forget to be water and not rock. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for being with me.